Hello, my ghouls and geeks. Welcome to Podcast for the Recently Released. I'm your host, Louis Stardust. And I'm the other person. Wow, it's been a while since we've recorded another episode, so I think maybe you're forgetting exactly what you're supposed to say there. But uh, he's Joe Matisa, and welcome back to another episode on which we are going to be talking about some Marvel stuff. You like Marvel stuff? Maybe some Game of Thrones stuff. Marvelous. A lot of different things, but we're definitely going to start off with Endgame because I think that's the freshest in our memory. Well, wouldn't that be the end thing that we talk about? The last no. thing? This is the end game of thrones Ooh, yeah see what i did there the end game of thrones got it so one of the most hyped up movies i guess you would say of this year was definitely end game uh ever since infinity war came out this is pretty much everybody like what everybody has been talking about as far as even cosplays uh people making theories just all types of different stuff on this yeah, everybody's excited for, well, and not excited at the same time for what is the end of the generation that has been the MCU for the past, what, 10 plus years, 12 years? <laughs> yeah, Iron Man came out like 10 years ago, so yeah, it's been quite a long time. Long time. With that being said, I don't know how I feel about this movie. And before we get into Endgame, I just want to talk about um, Infinity War for a second because for everybody who's listening to this, you've obviously watched Endgame at this point. If you haven't, this is going to be all spoilers, so you should just come back when you do. Um, right away. But we watched Infinity War, and when I left the movie for that, I remember being like, I don't know if I even like that movie. Remember, I was very Infinity like, War? Yeah, and I was like, I hated that ending. I felt like it was so weird. It wasn't even because, like... All of our characters were gone because I'm all for killing characters even if I love them just because I think it makes for a good story sometimes but it just felt weird to me and most of the people that got dusted you're like well they're probably gonna come back because they have movies coming out yeah. so it was almost predictable in that sense and I didn't know how I felt about it after but then I watched it again uh, when it came out on DVD and I realized that, like, okay, it wasn't that bad. There was actually some really cool fight sequences. Like, I loved Scarlet Witch's uh, story arc in there. I also loved, you know, Thor meeting up with the Guardians. So the story itself felt fun. And I think the difference with that is that Endgame is such a serious movie. It's, again, the end of our Avengers. It's the end of a story and characters we've been familiarized with. For anywhere from 10 to you know several years yeah um my problem with infinity war but like i liked most of it it was fun it had its moments it was cool but like obviously there's holes in it and everything but the main thing is obviously the whole driving thing is the snap yeah and obviously i got a problem with the snap because thanos has no real reason behind the snap like no. i get it you know, destroy half of everything to make um, things easier for people or whatever his theory is. But whatever. you could also snap and, and double your supply of everything. Exactly. And without the original basis for his whole passion be behind doing that, well, which is to impress Lady Death, who from since he was a child was enamored with and fell in love with and 
wanted to, you know, be with. But they show that premise when he goes to Gamora's family and, and he kills and wipes out them to be able to help other people survive. Which isn't okay, but that's they show you that. Yeah, but there's still no real thing because at the end of the day, when he gets all the stones and can do the snap, there's no end game for him besides him just what sitting in a field on a planet. Okay, he could have did that anyway. Problem solved. Yeah. On the same planet, and nothing would have happened. So what is the real point? There is, is no passion yeah. behind anything. And that literally is it what, dries everything out. Yeah, but that's exactly what happens when we come into End Game. We get this, like, which, if you, you've seen it, it automatically goes right into the movie. Like, right from, there's no opening Marvel sequence. It happens after, but the, yeah. the scene with Hawkeye is really great, actually. And we see our characters, and they wind up being like, okay, Thanos is live. Let's go to him. And he's just out here, like, making food and shit, like, acting like nothing is happening. And he got rid of the stones. He's like, fuck it. Like, I'm just on this planet hanging out. Like, what? That's what you, you're doing with your time? Yeah. While you see everybody else struggling and, like, trying to survive. Um, and it's just so crazy to me that that's what he chose to do. Yeah, there's a lot of holes in general in, in a lot of things. But I get it. It's a lot of movies to try to piece together and make something out of. But again, the snap bothers the crap out of me we were talking about this earlier too we were like we we could have used another additional movie or two because i could have split it into two more like yeah two movies instead of just this one yeah like a trilogy of the endings which i would have been fine with that i would have been fine with that if they did more with the plot absolutely because it felt kind of flat to me but again i feel like i have to watch it a second time because i was annoyed with like people talking next to me and just Things that were pulling me out of the movie experience. So maybe if I watch it again, maybe I'll like it more. But I left it feeling empty. Like, not empty because my heart was so broken, but empty just because I felt like I didn't get the things I, I expected out of this. There's been, I don't know, there's been, I don't know, I don't even know how to word that. So to do some positives, I guess, let's talk about the things we liked out of this movie. I mean, the MVP for me in this whole movie has got to be pound for pound uh, Hawkeye or Ronan in this movie, which I thought was awesome. I thought that, you know, pound for pound, especially being the only human, human character, no power suits, no getting big, getting small, no crazy anything. The same with Scarlet Witch. I really loved how they gave like him so many key moments to really like hold the torch in the movie especially as such an underpowered character same with scarlet witch like well i was very upset about scarlet witch because obviously i wanted her and him to both have a a lot in the ending of the movie especially Do you because mean scarlet johansson Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, I mean Black Widow. I'm sorry. I just hear Scarlet, and right away, just Scarlet Johansson comes to mind. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely Scarlet Witch as well, especially because those that character, along with um, Black Widow, like don't have a lot of uh, like on-screen time. They don't yeah. have a movie of their own. Okay. Scarlet Witch, maybe not as much because she's a super-powered individual. Yes. Unlike Black Widow and Hawkeye, which I thought would have been amazing to have them kind of deal 
some help into the final blow on Thanos and really like, I don't know, like bring humanity back kind of deal or whatever. Because they're that, the only ones without like any super. Yeah, yeah. So just... I, I was rooting for the underdog on that one, you know, so that was a little disappointing in a sense. But I really liked how much they gave for Hawkeye. So props to that for sure. Um, I absolutely loved the like redemption moment for Scarlet Witch. It didn't feel like it was just revenge or like vengeance. It felt like like yes, she did get that without going too far, which you see a lot with characters like Star Lord getting that revenge moment with Thanos and Infinity War and everything went bad. You know what I mean? So I felt like Scarlet Witch herself she that girl can hold her own and if you look at her in infinity war when she's trying to um take the soul uh is it the soul stone that's in vision no it's a whatever stone is in vision's head she's taking it out while also keeping thanos away from her and losing like the love of her life which is just fucking crazy to me so when you see her in endgame she's absolutely killing it and I and, love that. Yeah, it really gives you a glimpse as to, like, if it was just her going at him, pound for pound. Same with, like, Thor and... She and... sliced up his sword, which that sword fucked up uh, Captain America's shield. Yeah. She sliced it up. She was beating him up. Like, she was doing so good just by herself. Which yeah, was spectacular character. She, right away, they, when they show her, like, true power... Like, you see what happens. He obviously has to go to, you know, plan B and you instantly. See, you see Captain America, Thor, and uh, Iron Man, like, struggling with him. Not to say that they might might have warmed down a little bit, but at the same time, like, she's holding her own. Uh, so I love that. I love seeing, like, all the girls together at one point in the movie. I thought that was really cool. It was very gimmicky. You say that, but I think it's really rewarding, especially as a female, that... We have that redemption because, one, most of our females that are in comics are often drawn, like, overly sexy characters, which is nothing wrong with that because I'm totally down for that. But, two, this is, like, other than Ant-Man and Wasp, that is the only Marvel title with, like, a female character in it. No, so, like... to have this moment of, like, kind of redemption for all our characters who come back to life, but also, like, a really cool uh, feminine aspect to it i don't know I just yeah but really like that's why i think it's so gimmicky because like we just got done talking about how badass scarlet witch was and like they really went out of their way to like while this giant immense battle was going with everybody working as a team to just se- segregate all the chicks and put them together for one gimmicky moment together they could have showed them just being badasses on their own they did that let in, alone with everybody they did that in wakanda with um a few of the girls. Yeah, over, yeah. And it and felt like, a little bit more natural. I, I definitely think it, it felt... It was better like, in a smaller group, of course. I don't think it was even that. when it was that, all I of think, them together, I, I was like, really? I think it could have been all of them in a more organic way where maybe they were all fighting and they came back to back and then they all just started like helping each other do moves, like grabbing each other. Like It would make more sense. I love to see it when it's in true comic book fashion and you see all different random characters on screen. I mean, in this not war. for nothing, but Killing like it. it also comes down to where people are trying to hit those marks, like their checklists. Like, okay, did we have enough of this in this series? And maybe, maybe it is. I don't know, but I, I still enjoyed seeing it, and I don't care. I'm all about that. I really liked all of the stuff that happened with uh, Paul Rudd and the introduction to the quantum realm into everything, and him kind of coming into 
the world five years later and being like, what the hell just happened? Because obviously if you've seen Ant-Man and the Wasp, you know that like the snap happened and he was gone. So he has no idea what's happening. So I like that whole, that whole bringing that part into the movie was cool. Um, I will say that I was happy with the deaths that we did see. I think that, you know, for Tony Stark, for example, he, he's lived out his time in the Marvel Universe. Um, so I was definitely okay with that. I think he died a very heroic death. He has that moment where he's like, I am Iron Man, which is, you know, kind of a tribute to the first movie that he did. Um, I do think that uh, Black Widow's death made the most sense out of her or Hawkeye. And I do feel like that instance between the two of them was very real. It made sense for their characters. And yeah, I not that I'm happy that she's dead. I would have liked to see more of her. I feel like we were talking about this the other day, but I think it's in a... What movie is it where she's in the chair and she's tied up? Is it the first Avengers movie? I believe so, yeah. And she has that really badass scene where she just fucks all these dudes up. And we don't really get... We get some cool sequences for her. But other than when she first gets like introduced in Iron Man and that scene, it, it feels like her character falls flat. And that's nothing to do with her. I feel like they just don't give her the right amount of screen time to do things. I mean, like, yeah, she's a badass human that's like in this trained assassin that's like fucking crazy. But like, we don't get to see that. And so with them killing her off, it makes me upset because we won't get the the amount of stuff that I want from her. But maybe they felt like her character didn't have anywhere to go at this point. I don't know. I Well, I just thought that especially in every movie that she was in, I thought that she was a strong character in it and she had strong scenes. Yeah, sort of but not... she was not like overshadowed, but there was too many <clears throat> other things going on to focus on her. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I'm saying. So like I was bummed out that they cut her the shortest right mm-hmm. off the jump and yeah. she was one of the OG like from the very very beginning characters like I get it but like I'm just bummed because obviously I wanted to see more with her no I thought she would have done a really good job and I'm um, extremely bummed out which side note for those who don't already know I got to go to the Endgame premiere in LA dressed up as Gamora which was really freaking cool uh, we didn't get to see the movie but I got some cool Fandango passes, so we went to go see it the other day. But with that being said, I did get to, like, kind of have a mini conversation with Scarlett Johansson, and she's so freaking gorgeous. I'm very happy that, you know, she still had that uh, moment where she sacrificed herself for somebody who was so important to her in the, in the movie. I think that made it really special. Um, but I'm sad to see her go because she was dope. Now, I don't know if there's much else that I really liked. I'm happy that my my girl Gamora is back, and yeah, that's cool too. I think that some like I actually really loved um, them going back into time to retrieve the stones and kind of seeing like where the movie was taking place, like the old Avengers films or any of the other films that we saw taking place, and then our future versions of the Avengers kind of you know, decking around town and kind of seeing some after credit scenes almost. That was really cool. But other than that, I had a lot I didn't like. So if you don't have anything else you want to say that's positive, I think I'm going to jump into that. Um, 
Let's see. Um, obviously, a couple of the other positives for me were just seeing a couple cool moments. I loved seeing, obviously, because the fantasy scene in Thor Ragnarok where they explain the Valkyrie is coming out and you see Valkyrie on the Pegasus. Great to see come out of the Doctor Strange warp thing with her on the Pegasus. You are not speaking English. Great to see you coming out on the Pegasus. Well, it was awesome to see Valkyrie coming out on the Pegasus through the little warpy thing. Better. I thought that was cool because that was like just a little fantasy montage thing that they had said where they had done a flashback in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. So that was dope. And I thought that um, just seeing a couple of the characters all do their thing was really cool. Obviously, because like when Doctor Strange did all the warpy stuff, that was really dope because it brought everybody out. I also love that moment he has with Tony when he's looking at him. And uh, Tony asked him if, if this is the one. He says, if I tell you what happens, it's not going to happen. And then later on, Tony looks at him, and Dr. Strange just holds up the one finger to be like, yeah, like, this is the one chance and like that we have to save this galaxy. And so Tony sacrifices himself, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, I thought that that was cool. I liked all the Spider-Man stuff. Anything that had Spider-Man in it, we of course, it. was good. His moment with Tony was very tender. Uh, Pepper in the suit was dope. I like that a lot. And I think that's it for me. So let's get into the stuff that I did not like. First things first, I hated what they did with Captain America. As much as I thought I liked it, I don't think that I did because I would have rather seen him die an honorable death throughout this whole thing. And that's not to say I don't like him you know, with his girl. I think he deserves that moment. He's gone through so much, but doesn't that alter the timeline at all? Um, so it, it was pretty confusing to me because they do make the references to like Back to the Future and they're like, oh, well, obviously it's not like the movies. It's going to be different. So I guess with that being said, they could do whatever they want with time travel. That just felt really weird to me. Um, I like, I guess, the moment he had with Sam and the shield, like, we're past the torch on to you, but it just felt so weird to me that he was just like, I'm gonna go and live my life. All right, guys. And obviously we all get how time travel works in all the different movies, so how does that even happen where all these things get to happen and he gets to be an old man and live through that whole thing? And, like, how are they all, like, if he did that stuff, how are they all okay now? Like, how does that not affect the future? Yeah, and obviously, and how with Loki disappearing when he gets the cube and, yeah, and all that. Yeah, where is he now? How does that obviously not... Like, there's a bunch of random things that they don't really clarify. So when they return the Soul Stone, she's, uh, Black Widow just doesn't come back. Like, I know they said it's not a trade thing, but if they went far back enough and they just got her from the past, then she would still be alive. They did that yeah. with Gamora. yeah. 100%. They brought, like, 2012 Gamora, 2014 Gamora back. Yeah, and if technically they were bringing back, like, people that died from the snap, from before the snap, like, everything you could think of, why wouldn't she be back? Yeah, so that's, like, that's, like, the, I don't know, Marvel could do whatever they want, but it gives me a Especially lot of Especially because... Gamora was already killed in the same manner at the mm -hmm. same place, which they say is irreversible. But we get her back in a different way. Yeah, so if you're warping reality again anyway, I don't know. Either way. Yeah, that's a lot for me. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I, I also, like, 
I love Paul Rudd and I love, you know, Rocket Raccoon. And I think they are two very comedic characters. But other than that, I didn't find a lot of what happened throughout the movie funny. And I guess they really didn't want that to be um, the main source. They wanted it to be a little bit more serious because of everything that was going on. And I get that. But I feel like we also lost so many of our funny characters with that original snap. So maybe that's why it didn't feel like that. Uh, not that we didn't know they were all coming back because, of course, they're going to come back. Yeah. Um, I also just felt like, I don't know, I felt like... They did Thor dirty. They did Thor dirty, like, just being this schlup the whole time. And, like, I, you know, I, I get that for a portion of the movie, but I didn't think he was going to be, like, the, the whole damn movie. Especially because we all know that he has the, what, full power of the Odin Force. And if that's the case, then technically... Like Scarlet Witch, him also should be able to defeat Thanos, no problem. He is wielding two freaking things at Yeah, once. like, so even if he is fat and sloppy or whatever, that should be no problem. You think he somehow trained because, I mean... Professor Hulk also noticeably a lot weaker. Yeah, and I hated Could that in-between thing. hold up, like, thing. small bits of a building, like, really... Like, Hulk is known to be able to do Yeah, but way he more. wasn't full Hulk. He was only halfway there. And that was really weird to me. I don't know. I get it. Like, they're supposed to be like, oh, five years have passed. They've lost hope. So they're all, like, in this weird space. But, like, I don't. You're, you're the fucking Avengers, man. Like, I, you know, freaking Captain America serving that ass the whole time. I love that. That was great. That was funny. America's ass. I totally agree with that. All the Captain America stuff, like. Really was great. I loved, actually, the scene of him in the elevator that was, like, reminiscent to, what was that, Civil War? Yeah. Or not Civil War, uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. And it felt like that moment, and then he just goes, Hail Hydra. Like, I thought that was cool. But, I don't know. It was just, like, very hard for me to feel, like, attached to this movie. And I'm a very emotional person. I cry for everything. I cried, like, at two parts of that movie. I cried when both of them died. That was it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I would have loved to just see Captain America die in that fight. Or any other character. Nobody else managed to die. Yeah, I would have, I would have liked to see more people go out guns blazing type deal. Especially because these characters have hit their long-term mark just as long as Iron Man. Yeah, and if you're killing them off anyway, and you're getting rid of literally like almost all of the most charismatic on-screen characters, even after we've introduced all the new characters. They still seem like the most charismatic people in their moments on screen. Loki has died like eight times and come back each time, and you're going to just give me this plot for other people? Like, I'm just... I don't know, man. Yeah, we're losing a lot of the most charismatic people, and I don't know really how they're going to play out the next run of Avengers. Well, not really, because they still are alive, and they could put them in anything if they want. It's They're saying they're, there's going to be a new wave of them, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to happen, because now Thor is with the Guardians, and we're getting another movie, so does that Yeah, they might do, like, as Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, like, they might that. have moments in films, like I hope Doctor they don't Strange. make him be, like, this, like super underwhelming sloppy guy like they were acting no like i think they'll movie. give him like a redemption moment like it was really nice to see him with his mom and like whatever else but yeah because he's full-blown thor like he's a god i just i don't know man i think maybe i gotta watch it again and and maybe i'll feel a little bit more connected to it because i'm a person that likes to really feel connected to movies and i've just felt weird leaving it didn't feel right didn't feel like i had 
the send-off I wanted, but then again, I didn't really go in there with expectations or for anything other than to be good. Um, and it wasn't awful, like it wasn't like the worst thing I've seen, but there was definitely changes I felt like would have suited it more. And it has nothing to do with like those who died. Like I, I'm here to kill more people. Like let's do that. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? You didn't mention anything about the new frontrunner for the Marvel Universe in the movie. I don't know who that would even be. Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. She She's supposed some. to be the new, like, Iron Man equivalent, like, the leader of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, but they the don't. They show her for, like, two seconds. She dips out, and then she shows up to end the fight, which, like, that's fine. But for us, like, we haven't seen Captain Marvel yet, so we don't know anything about her. And I'm not expecting her damn origin story, but it would have been cool to see her be more involved with them. Like, and she was, she was like, other planets don't have you. I have to go. And I'm like, cool. I absolutely get that. But this is a real big battle to yeah. save all these other planets and stuff. And she's just kind of like gone. And that made me feel weird. Cause like, I, I know that technically they filmed her in this movie before Captain Marvel, right? Or... Or they told her. I'm not sure. Or they casted her for this before, whatever it was. So for somebody who hasn't seen Captain Marvel, it's weird to like only see her in those bits and and not have that like. Especially because for all the other movies before Infinity War, Avengers wise and everything, we were able to watch the other movies on DVD before we went. Except for Black Panther. Black Panther wasn't out at that point. Yeah, Black Panther. We couldn't for Infinity War, which I thought was kind of shitty, and same with this one. And I think that that's not okay. I think that it should be better for us to be able to evaluate everything. I do like her moment experience. with Thanos. Like, he tries to headbutt her, and she's like, nah, like, it's not going to work. But then it sh- yeah. it just gets overshadowed by something else, and it, it was just... Yeah, she was a little bit bland in it. Well, know? she's also, like, super-duper strong, like, super strong. She's, like, carrying this ship, messing up another ship, doing all this stuff. And, like, I felt like... They, and just breathe some space. I would have loved to see her in, like, a quantum suit, like, jump in time with them doing something. Well, oh, yeah, back to the beginning, another con. Okay, so they're thousands of light years away in space, totally lost, and Captain Marvel just beams over and breathing in space, like, oh, you know, just be bopped over, thousands of light years away. Noticed you guys were here out of nowhere. Okay, so you can notice that, but you can't notice any of the other things that happened in any of the other Avengers movies. For real? Yeah, but that's funny. But it's also been, what, like 23 days at that point, so she could have been looking for people and then saw them. But at the same time, yeah, there's all this, all this other shit going on, and she was just And not- just out of nowhere, she's like, oh, I'm here, yo. Hey, yeah. what's up? Don't know you guys, but, like, <laughs> just figured I'd pop by. Um, but, yeah, I think that's everything I have to say about this movie. Again, I don't want to sound like I absolutely hated it. I just felt like things felt a little flat for me. I will absolutely give it another shot. I'm down to watch all the other Marvel movies. Uh, is there anything you want to add before I talk about the premiere a little bit? No, go ahead. I think that covers a lot of it. So I'm gonna talk about the pier, the pier. I'm gonna talk about the premiere a little bit, and then we're gonna need it. I'm going to talk about the Endgame premiere a little bit, and then we're gonna get into Game of Thrones and some things that we like this week as well. So I got invited out by Marvel and Disney to go to the Endgame. Oh my god, I can't talk. <clears throat> so I got invited out by Marvel and Disney to go to the Endgame premiere in LA, which was a really, really cool opportunity. Um, and I was excited to bring out Gamora again. And when I got there, it was just completely insane. Uh, one of the coolest events I've been to and just 
really, really big. And our group had about 80 people in it of cosplayers. And then there was a few other groups from Marvel as well. So there's probably close to 200 of us in this small L shape. Um, and we essentially were out by the purple carpet. And as celebrities would get out of their car, they would walk over to us or they would go to press and come back or sometimes they just wouldn't come back at all. So I got to meet Josh Brolin, who is Thanos, which was really, really cool because I was dressed as Gamora, obviously, and um, he's a very talented actor. So I was like, please come back. And he came back over and was talking to us for a few. And then when he snapped the photo, I was like, thanks, Dad. And he made this really, like, Odo face because obviously he murdered Gamora. Yeah. So that was really funny. And we also got to meet Chris Pratt. Um, who was super chatty and, like, really, really nice and, like, was super stoked to be there. We didn't get a picture with him because they were saying he's only doing autographs, but there's a few media pictures we got. Uh, Vin Diesel came out. He obviously plays Groot. He was in a Groot jacket, and he came over to us and was like, do you even cosplay, which was really funny. I met Brie Larson and talked to her for a minute, and she was actually wearing this really cool um, Infinity Stone kind of jewelry which everybody was speculating, like, oh, her and uh, Scarlett Johansson have these on. Maybe they're going to beat Thanos. And, like, we didn't get that moment, so I was really upset. But I had mentioned to her, um, I'm like, hey, I see what you're doing there with your jewelry. And I guess nobody else had said it because she was like, oh, you're the first one to see it. And then she kind of did this weird, like, eyebrow raise thing at me that was, like, super wacky, like, not, like, as badass as she was saying. She was just like real weird so i love that yeah um i got to see um i believe her name is is karen the woman who plays nebula i didn't get to really chat with her though because she oh, she's great people. she's so tall oh my god karen gillian yeah she's fantastic another pro of the movie wow what a great performance by her throughout the whole movie yeah. she had probably had some of the most screen time throughout the whole movie yeah and she was awesome definitely and her passing uh past and current self was very interesting to see uh and then who else did i see i saw a bunch of people saw paul right up close he's fantastic he looks so young it's not even okay natalie portman was there uh a bunch of people who else did i meet i don't know i feel like my mind is like going crazy but we're super close to chris hemsworth super close to captain america mark ruffalo uh I didn't see Robert Downey Jr. He was there. I didn't get to see Zoe at all, so I'm hoping that um, maybe they'll be like, come back for Guardians. But it was really cool, and I post a lot of pictures on Instagram, and I will be sharing more on our Instagram, which is Pod for the Recently Released. If you want to check us out, I'll have some stuff on there from the event. And with that being said, we can go right into the Game of Thrones stuff. So we're on the final season of Game of Thrones, which is amazing, upsetting, fantastic, crazy, depressing, all the things. Are and you just talking about the most recent episode or are you talking about as a whole? I'm the just new talking season? about as a whole because it's ending, but we're going to be talking about crazy. the most recent episode and kind of the most recent, I guess, episodes in general with this. And we're really going to be focusing on the Battle of Winterfell. Right? That's what it's called? Seems right. I think so, yeah. Um, because that was the craziest shit, and I actually really, really like that episode. Um, even though some people were complaining that their TVs were too dark, and somehow that is HBO's fault. So, let's get into this episode. Let's kind of just, if we can, 
remember order of events if not we'll just flap around but uh i really like this episode and it kind of shows everybody kind of prepping for this war that they know is coming and that was the episode before it was basically prepping and it ends with the whites and the white walkers showing up and they're like all right it's it's time to fight so we have the was it the unsullied the dothraki the uh night watch night nightman what are they called yeah. day man <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> the night is that what they're called the night watch watchman yeah the night watchman <laughs> Um, we have them, we have, you know, just whoever Lots of else. peeps, yeah. There's lots of peeps, and they're all together, and we're, we're getting this really cool fight sequence, um, which I have some issues with, we'll get in a second, but which bitch, Melisandre comes out, and she's like, yo, Dothraki dudes, let me see your little cleaver things, and I'm gonna set them on fire, and that's super badass, and you get so hyped for this war, but then when they finally walk away oh it's so funny it's, it's they get annihilated yeah and it's like it looks so badass and then you see the the lights go out one by one it starts to dim and you're like fuck at which point like there's a lot of problems with the way they're fighting like no medieval thing of that type of fantasy especially with the way they fought other battles in other episodes way smarter like they're they would never put like the catapults and all these random people like in front of the trench like that like they would have done that a lot better they would have definitely i think attacked while the dothraki were getting annihilated like that doesn't make any sense it didn't to even just feel like they were pressed for time like they were but they knew last season like that they were gonna have this war so you would think they would have set that up better like yeah especially because there's multiple armies and they all have done this before and every time well, this capacity, which but... after that when uh Daenerys decided to do the one stupid thing which is go against the whole plan and get on her dragon and not do it any justice by doing anything useful yeah that was kind of a downer nobody chimes in and freaks out like everybody's like oh okay we're just doing this now yeah and and like what i, I like that because it made it more stressful and it made us be like shit like everything isn't gonna go to plan you know like we need to there has to be other ways to do this and obviously they're stupid for not thinking of another plan immediately like that's on them you know what i mean but at the same time i'm like fuck y'all like this this is good writing but i'm still mad at it you know and then meanwhile like jorah and his people went in right after the dothraki oh and with the dog and managed to be able to all be annihilated except for like Jorah and a couple people and managed to come back yeah okay like, I think Jorah was like fuck this there was a hundred moments of like you know obviously hundreds if not thousands of white walkers on the main characters and they're just totally fine and it's stupid there's been so many good memes about this too uh oh my god so yeah I agree with that um I loved the there's this meme where it's like Sansa, you know, doing her part in the battle, and it's her throwing a little rock and it like pretends to hit a White Walker, and that yeah. shit's really funny because she obviously did nothing. And Arya's like, "Here, take this. You can do a stabby stab." Like, 
little moment and she still does nothing in the crypts because everybody who's in the crypts just essentially gets stuck down there with all these I'm glad it's a lot more realistic though like with her and with uh, what is it Tyrion Tyrion Mm -hmm. and with everybody else in there like they don't fight they can't fight it's obvious like they might as well be down there but at the same time like if you know they rise the dead why would you be in the crypt? Yeah. But, like, nobody thinks about that. They've never dealt with the White Walkers before. Only a few people have. But yet they but didn't John think about Snow it either. But was there? No. Didn't he not yeah, see this? Yeah, I feel like a they would have a few, quite a few of them, especially the Bran, North. should know that. Bran sees all this shit. He's like, I am the Raven. And he's yeah, like, he's like I know everything but nothing, apparently, yeah. because really it went that badly wrong before somebody finally yeah, came Yeah, like you couldn't have just been like, yo, like maybe not the crypts, maybe yeah. somewhere else. Like maybe that, it's probably the safest place for them, but y'all could have just walked them a little bit like more north or south or somewhere and been like hide out here for a little bit. Like there's got to be a cabin somewhere. What? Unless he's like Doctor Strange and he knew that this was the one chance that everything was going to go right and he just didn't care. And he was just like, whatever, I am a bird now. And like fluttered away for a while. There's you know? still some theories that he's got some like weird ties to like the Nike well, and all this shit. So. Well, yeah, he, at the end, he helped at the end with Arya though. Because yeah. when he was a bird, when he was all those birds, mm-hmm. he must have just picked her up and fluttered her over the giant army of White Walkers He's to so drop that. her in yeah. onto, the, onto the king. Um, so before we get into Arya's scenes, because I think we should save her for last because she is the fucking best and we stand. Let's talk about more of this Danny and John bullshit because they are flying around these dragons, not on cue when they need to be. Our poor people of Winterfell were, were suffering. Can't use them worth of crap to, like, really kick ass. Like, first off, if they annihilate things so well when ev- all the armies were getting beat up in the beginning, why didn't they? she just go and fly right over and... My thing is... Knock that all out You can't see the clouds, but if you just fly straight down, you will get out of them. Like, that was the thing that I was like, what are y'all doing? Like... I get that you're trying to find the Night King, but this is and that this is his advantage. You guys being stuck in these clouds with his giant ice dragon, um, and I also really love the sequence of, of John trying to escape the the dragon and it's yeah, like that was cool. you know just kind of yelling at him. I don't know what that was all about, but um, we could talk about some of the people because Liana Liana. The, the small girl who gets just wrecked by that freaking oh giant troll thing. like Yes, that was so funny. It I was, was dying. It, it was really sad, and she's a badass, <laughs> but the way that that first hit went, it was just, it was just too much. It was kind of comedic. It was hilarious. And oh with that being said, though, her scene was badass. I mean, she just came out with, what, what was it, Dragonglass or something? Or, yeah, yeah. It's not Dragonglass. It's, That's what they're using, Dragonglass. I thought it was the the steel. It might be Valerian steel or whatever, whatever it is. Whatever. Targaryen steel or whatever. I don't know what I'm talking about. I think, I think the, so. the steel works on the White Wall. I don't fucking know. Whatever she used, she did a stabby stab. Man went down and she went down as well, but it was a very cool moment. Um, especially for all the women except for Sansa in this episode and I guess Daenerys because Daenerys winds up on the ground with her dragon but she does fight with Jorah for the most part and does okay I mean he dies but yeah but she does quite a lot of stabs she does a couple stabby stabs and Jorah dies and she could have just been like I love you too or thank you she didn't say nothing to him she just cried yeah right like yeah 
She could have at least gave him a quick pee-pee touch. Yeah, people... Oh, my God, stop. And some people are writing things like, oh, she pushed him so he would die and she's being selfish and she's crazy, but... From what I could tell from that episode... She's the queen. She, it's not even that he keeps throwing himself in front of her yeah. because he wants to protect her. And so I don't think any of those scenes are her pushing him. If that was it, that bitch would be crazy. I mean, she is a little bit crazy with power right now. But um, you see how fucking fearful she is because she doesn't have her dragons or anyone to protect her. So she instantly tries to, to fight, which I thought was really cool to see from her because we haven't seen that at all. Yeah. Um... We lose Jorah. That death is is the only way I could imagine his character going out or anything. Yeah, it was decent. Like his it, was decent. It felt like it fitting to his story because he was so um, committed to her. And uh, my my baby Brienne and Jamie Lannister, they were doing the nice, that back-to-back moment that they had. Yeah. Very cool. And even when they were cornered together, they were just absolutely killing it. I They all should have been dead. Yeah. I at least one of them. I mean, I if she dies, cool. Like I think it'll be like a very honorable death, but I freaking love Brienne and like I don't want to see her go and she's such a important character to me. Um that I would be sad to see her. Go. <laughs> I would I would rather just see out of all of them that crazy uh Waddling guy with the red beard. Oh, uh, Torment? Goat's Milk, yeah. Yeah, I love that him. That guy, I, w- I would just like to see him survive it. Because he's, he's funny, I'd like he's, to see him in at least one more episode being pretty funny. He's probably my favorite, like one of my favorites, absolutely. He's so fantastic, his, his, everything is so good. And he's a great fighter, and he's a great story, and like, um, I guess I could kind of see like with Endgame as well, that I felt like another character should have died. I felt like not enough main characters died because all we lost was um, the young badass girl. Uh, I cannot remember her last name. I'm so sorry. All that we lost in this episode because honestly there wasn't a lot of main deaths. There was the Night King. There was Jorah. Then Liana Mormont. Um, we had uh, Melisandre. She basically killed herself at the end, which is whatever. Corny. Ed died saving Sam. Which, Sam, I love you, dude, but you are just doing nothing in this episode. Um, yeah, he was garbage. And he's like, I'm ready to fight. And he just, like, did nothing. So, um, and then a couple of other, like, people that didn't feel like anything. Oh, uh, the Hound's brother, right? That That's what he is? Beric Dondarian? Is that his brother? No. Or is his... The flaming sword guy with the eye patch. Oh, his brother's the one that burned him. This the is brother a, is the uh, mountain. That's his brother? I'm so bad at I this. Thought, yeah. Okay, well, this dude, um, he kept being brought to life to serve a purpose, and then Melisandre's like, Arya, he's here to do whatever. He died a very honorable death as well. And then that really brings us to Theon Greyjoy, which I'm really actually sad about. I love him, and he's my sweet rat baby boy. Love him. Yeah, his um, was all, his like thing was cool. Yeah, going out like that. He is out in the field protecting with Bran, and I really actually um, I'm really sad to see him go. But he's had one of the most character developments that we've ever seen because back in the day he was a fucking asshole. Like yeah. he he's basically the reason why. Um, you know all the shit happened not everything but things happened to the stark family and 
then he winds up getting uh, kidnapped by, like, what was it, Ramsey, and he's getting tortured yeah. and abused, and him and Sansa kind of go through this awful thing together, and it makes him stronger, and she reminds him who he is, and he escapes. And from there on, his story just gets so much better, and just the things between him and the Lannisters and his sister and everything that goes on is just so fantastic. So uh, I think he really had the most redemption and the most wonderful storyline and seeing him go was really really sad because i was hoping that he would last and he obviously knew he was gonna die at that moment but he still went on to protect the starks after what happened um i don't know what the fuck bran was doing this episode yeah like he's like i'm gonna lure the night king to me and next to this tree that i'm always at yeah goodbye now yeah when somebody said he's like goodbye <laughs> Could have lured him in anywhere else, like maybe into the center of the castle with doors open. Yeah. Yeah. Like Night King's a fucking idiot. Like why would he just be by a tree? I guess he's always there, so maybe that's it. No, nah, it's just all silly. And I I would have liked to have seen the, the Night King and the White Walkers at least make it to see obviously Cersei. Yeah. And all them. And oh. fight them and, like, kill one of them. Especially I would have loved to have seen that, and we didn't get to see that because now they're all wiped out. Yeah, and I think, remember when she seen one, she was, like, freaking out. She was so scared by it. Um, so I would have loved to see that. But other than that, I think we're just going to go into Arya. Was there any other character stuff you want to talk about? Because my bad. My no, bad everybody much. else, like, they were awesome to watch fight. So Aside from they all should be dead. We'll talk about the Hound and stuff, too, because he kind of ties in with her. But um, one of my favorite, ep- like, moments, probably actually my favorite moment of this whole episode was that amazing library scene with Arya. Do you want to talk about it a little bit? What, the library scene? Yes. That was cool. I really liked all her fighting and stuff before that, too. Though. I mean, her fighting, yes, was amazing. But I think that that scene in itself is so wonderful because we see Arya as this you know, badass, strong um, assassin at this point. You know, she's learned from the, what are they called? Like the face things. Faceless. The, is that what they're called? They're literally called the faceless, whatever. Or many faces. She's or no learned faces from them. She's learned from just surviving on her own, being with the hound, like everything. And she gets hit super hard. And at that moment, she's kind of vulnerable in this room with like a dozen whites. And she has to be extremely quiet. And um, what's the word? agile i guess would i don't know what the other word would be into these little spaces to survive and it's it's such like almost like a horror movie it feels like or when you're playing like the last of us or something where you have to be so steadily like quiet and and creeping around and i really really like that they did that because we get this like badass fantasy crazy thing from this but not so much that like little horror aspect of it and i really like that um and I don't know. And then she keeps on fighting. She meets up with the Hound at that one moment. Like, I love that he goes after her because he sees that she's struggling. Obviously, we lose um, the one dude I mentioned with the flamey sword earlier. But I think that I love their their kind of, like, friendship that they have still. Yeah. Which is really nice. Also, she got laid this episode, right? Who? Arya. Is that the same episode? Um. Yeah. Was it? It's the beginning of the episode because they're all having that moment around the fire. Oh, yeah, that's right. She and she's like, laid. here's the titty. And, and Gross, she's 12. Well, Arya... I know, she's not. She's older Arya than went out here. She lost her virginity. She helped save Winterfell. And she fucking killed the motherfucking Night King all in one night. 
I mean, that's the most eventful night a person can have, I guess. Absolutely. All Bucket she needed lists. was to take one of those dragons. All of it, yeah, yeah. one shot. Yeah, yeah, if she would have rode a dragon out of there and, like, dropped her needle, like, dropping the mic off that thing, like, yeah, it would have been over. Close yeah. the curtains, the whole show done. Do you want to talk about her final blow with the Night King and, and how you felt about that? Oh, it was dope. I thought, it, though, it was ridiculous. Like, where the hell she come from? How did she get past everybody? Unless using her ability as face changey person, yeah, she was there in disguise, standing with him the whole time. Which, know. if so, I would have much rather have seen her definitely at that moment, like, like take her face off and run, and then like then do it. Cause I then would have loved like, even like next week just a small clip of it showing where Arya went in between that time, because they were saying in the behind the scenes that we watched, they were like, "Oh, we wanted you to kind of forget about Arya for a moment while you focus on all these other characters." And for a second, I did until you were like, "Where's Arya?" And then all of a sudden, she just popped out, which was really cool. But I would love to see like an another portion of the episode kind of showing like where she was. Yeah, it would have been cool to see. I would like to see how that all went down. That'd be um, really fun. Did you think she was going to be the one to hit that final blow? What before you watched the episode and like if you no, that- no, not really. And like the fact that that's how it all went down was pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Once they kind of sent her off on her mission thing, I thought like okay, yeah, it was probably going to be her or something like that. I thought that they should have got to where it was almost about to be John, which it was about to be for a second, but then, like, he didn't even get to fight him at all. I would have liked to have watched him get his ass handed to him for a second real quick, a little bit more. But, yeah, overall, it was good. It was really fun to watch. A lot of awesome battling going on, and I could see the TV just fine. I don't know what everybody's talking about. That was great. It was all fine to watch. I could see what was going on. Granted, it was a lot on screen to watch. It was a lot to, to understand. But every time I saw the main characters, I was like, oh, they're all dead. They died. Oh, oh no, they're back. Oh, but they're dead now. I nope, they're back. Yeah, we definitely would have liked some more deaths, as bad as that sounds. But overall, I really enjoyed this episode. I think it's one of the better fight sequences. Obviously, I love, uh, what is it called? There's a fight in one of the earlier seasons that is so fantastic. Do you remember any of them that you really liked? A fight? One of the one of the battles. Um Yeah, for the with Jon Snow and everybody, the battle of what was it the the Battle of the Bastards yes. with Ramsay. Yes, the one with Ramsay. That's Woo! probably one of my favorites by Crazy. far. Crazy. I also like I think it's the one of Blackwater. I think that was the other one. I really like that as well. But I thought it was up there. I, I think it's a very good episode overall. And I think that yeah. the there's only like three episodes left of the season. I think it's going to be really impressive. So uh, my final question for you is who do you think is going to take the Iron Throne? And this is also available to everybody listening. Let us know on our most recent Instagram post who you think is going to take the Iron Throne. But for you, who do you think it will be or who would you like it to be? Because I've heard a lot of theories. Let's see. At the end of it, I guess, who do I think it's going to be? I don't know. Maybe Jon Snow. Who do I want it to be? Um, hmm. I don't know. That's a really good question. I don't really know. I've wanted from uh, for a very long time for it to be Arya. 
And I don't think she's the kind of person who will want that. I think she's more of like, I want to be on the front line kind of person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe but, it'll be her like sister or something. I mean, she's already like on her thing. I don't care for that. Uh, I don't I don't know who it's going to be. And I, I always think of different theories or I hear different theories. And it's like, oh, maybe that's right. Like a lot of people think that she's going to take somebody else's face, kill someone, and then claim the throne, which I think is really badass. But, um, I mean, we'll have to see, because Neris is out here fucking her nephew, and she's still like, hmm, I don't know what's going on here. I think she's just going to turn into another Mad King kind of deal. Yeah. And then she's going to have to die, maybe by John's hand. Robert Baratheon is the one old king, right? Is that his name? And he's the one who Cersei was married to? Um, Is Joffrey's dad? Maybe. I'm pretty sure that the guy Arya slept with is also his kid. So like, that's Stannis Baratheon. No. Oh no! Wait, that's fathered by Jamie Lannister. So Joffrey Marcella Toman. His true-born children was an unnamed son by Cersei. His bastard children is Gendry or Gendry, the one that um, Arya sleeps with. That's one of his kids as well. He's the bastard. So, like, I was always, like, I thought yeah. I had, like, things that might happen with him in this story because of that. But I don't know. There's just too many things. Um, I would like Tormund to live. I would like Brienne to live. We'll see what happens. We have three episodes left. And we'll probably do a final podcast episode all about that. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to talk about some things I like this month, this past month. And one of them is a cosplayer that you guys should check out. Her name is It's Ginny D. She does a really good Arya Stark cosplay and tons of Game of Thrones stuff, which I'm obsessed with. Look at this. Gangsta. Yeah, we'll, we'll share her on there because I really like her stuff and she does a whole series of pinups and she does um, like those old school like art pinups that you would see that you see a lot in the tattoo world. But as Game of Thrones characters, or she's done them as like Harry Potter characters and stuff. So I that's think that's really cool. fun. Uh, I also like this new comic that I've been reading from Image, and it's called Die. This is oh yes, it, but it's about dice. So I know. yeah, uh, it's essentially a comic that has to do with a group of kids who want to go play a D and D game. Their friend comes out with this like glowy die and is like, we should play with this one. Let's roll it and see what happens. When they roll it, they get transported into the game, almost like a Jumanji kind of situation. Years later, they're out of the game. I think they're like in their 40s and the die shows back up. So they had to re-enter the game to save their friend who's still stuck in the game. Uh, which, it's fucking fantastic. It's, it's like five issues deep. But if you guys are into anything nerdy which you probably are if you're listening to this right now um it's a new one from image comics it's about five issues deep as i mentioned and it's really really good if you like your D or jumanji or anything like that i think you'd really like it do you have anything that you liked that you saw recently maybe a new trailer new game something new things that i like um i watched a trailer for a movie brightburn did you watch that trailer? Did I show you that trailer? Is that the one with the, the like, Superman-looking... Yeah, it's, like, the origin of Superman, but, like, as if he was a no-good kid, like, the Omen, but with Superman. He's that, like, sack on his head, right? Yeah. Yeah. It well, looks like a lot of fun to watch, like, a cool horror movie twist on Superman. I think would be so much fun to just, just sit there a good popcorn night and watch that one. That would be a really good one. 
I'll definitely have to definitely check the trailer out for that. Yeah, Bright Burn. YouTube's got all that. Yeah, you'll stuff. recognize the whole story. They do the full blown origin in the trailer of of Superman, basically, but just with a twist. And it's a great evil twist, and it's it seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. And then we also uh, a few episodes ago we did a best of Netflix series where we talked about our favorites. We're actually getting the rain back on May seventeenth, which is going to be pretty awesome because we really like that show. Yes. And then Dark is actually coming back on June twenty first. So in the next couple months, uh, these Netflix shows that we did in our like top five or top six are definitely going to be coming back. So that's if you what wanna, I can't wait for. Yeah, it's going to be really good. Uh, Netflix obviously uploads everything at once, so we can binge that. But if you're still interested in seeing those series or want to know what we're talking about, check out our. Netflix favorites episode and with that being said I think that's everything we have for today this was a little bit of a longer episode because Endgame was crazy Game of Thrones was crazy Endgame of Thrones was too much for me this month but I think that overall we we had some pretty good moments in both yeah definitely they both had their moments. Overall, obviously, I like the Game of Thrones episode better. That was awesome. I know. Isn't that hard to say? Because you love Mark so much. They both had so many cons, too, as well. But, yeah, I really had a lot more fun watching the Game of Thrones episode. Man, what an episode. <sighs> maybe we got to watch Endgame again. Yeah, um, maybe. Please don't hate us. This is just our feelings at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm way more into superheroes than I am Game of Thrones, but, man. Yeah. Well, with that being said, that is the end of today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We are available on our website, which is podcastfortherecentlyreleased.com, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and many other sites. If you want to check us out on Instagram, we are Pod for the Recently Released. Thank you and good night. Spooky Wookie Podcast signing out.